Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Everything in the museum is basically a donation. Okay. All of the people who are associated with running the museum are volunteers. There is no payroll. As I tell my wife, I'm here because I love her. I'm not a miniaturist, but I do happen to know a little about it. She uh, says you know everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would say that. I know a good deal. We're standing right next to one of the pretty ones. The museum that had it lost their building, and they had no place to put it. And so what we did is, is we brought it in, Put it on our own, our own stand, and I relighted it. Uh, and as you can see, it really looks pretty good now. There's also the other side, a street from the 1930s, and you'll notice it has the appropriate vehicles and overhead lines. Even got a kite in the air. This was made by a real artisan, and you can see this. You know, if you look at everything, like I mean, those bricks, bricks look absolutely real. They totally and do. It, it's oh just gosh. marvelously done. And there are dioramas with tiny people painting art. And yeah, if, just if you look at this, it's funny. There's a model, and everybody's doing a different version of that model. Yeah. You and, can see one of them's drawing a stick figure. Yeah, and what is, what is curious is yeah. you'll notice that. Uh, the people, when it came in, yeah. the model was nude. Now, not here, but when it came into the previous owners, what they did is they draped the model. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are not toys. You have to understand there's a distinction between this sort of thing and, and a, a toy dollhouse. This is a haunted house. And what you will notice is that we had to relight it because it was not, you couldn't see into it. Mm. This side, what you can see, is a, is washed with uh, UV light. Uh, oh, yeah. And some of it is, you can see that it will actually fluoresce. Yeah, there's a guy missing a head in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be a haunted house. Yeah, well, yeah, and I get it. Can, what you can see on this side... Oh, it's, yeah, is, very gothic. You can see the, yeah, exactly. What you can see is the, um, is the washed... Uh, leaded glass windows, and so we had we we had to figure out how to do that as well as keep the other side dark, it's, and uh, so that the UV light would show. So there's two systems in it. This is one of the few pieces that we have in the house that is literally not to scale. Explain that to me, uh, to scale versus not to scale. Generally, what you will find is you'll have one scale, that's one inch, half scale, half inch to a foot 
quarter scale. If what you do is you look at it, you see the vacuum, mm -hmm. you recognize it? Uh, not really. Okay, well that's an old 35 millimeter film shot. Exactly. Oh, wow. It, okay, now I see what you're saying. Yeah, you see? Yeah, and it, yeah that's, that's great. And so what you do is, is you find that you build things. The table saw that you see there is actually a, is a, a model of comparable to the saw that I used to build the thing. Where do you get all these other things, though? Like, I mean, there's a bird cage in here, Shay's Lounge, and there's, you know, all, all the things you would expect in a, in a, a okay. beautiful home. Where, where do all these little things come from? Follow me on that. <laughs> so people can buy these items for their own dollhouses or their own non-toy dollhouses. Precisely. <laughs> Oh, look at those. <laughs> yeah, they look like fireplace sets, don't they? They look like they're, they're burning fires. All lit they? up. They're supposed to. <laughs> what I figured out when I finally uh, saw LEDs that would blink, that if you if you put them together right, what you could do is you make it look like a fire. It really does look like a fire. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, well, see, and that's what it is. So that, that looks like a gift box. It's a gift yeah, bag, yeah. yes. A gift bag, rather. Yeah, right. and, it's, and it's turned into a diorama. Exactly. Yeah, and you can do that because huh. the problem is that most of these things you can't light. Now, this house was built by this couple. So was this one. So we received two of them. They're both very nicely done. The problem is you can't see what's in this one. There's not enough light. Mm. What happens when you relight it with okay. LEDs? Oh, wow, that makes a big difference. Doesn't it? You can see the guy playing the piano. and That's right. You can see deep everything. into it and everything. All exactly. the uh, little uh, food items on the kitchen mm -hmm. table. <laughs> it's amazing how much the detail is. I mean, you it? could, I think you could sit here for an hour just trying to pick out the little details that are oh, in this. Oh, thing. absolutely. That's part of the charm of it. That is, now, what happens is that. Very often, what you will see with miniatures, and this one is this one is the case. It's a little overcrowded. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, and, which go is along why, with that. if you go back and take a look at mine, you'll notice that my wife did not overcrowd it. They look like real rooms. So, uh, all all these things are donated to the museum. Uh, yes. Yeah. How much would something like this cost if you had to buy it? I can tell you that my wife for that house right there did an inventory of it piece by piece, and we ended up with something of the order of $24,000. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 24000 Wow. Yeah. yeah. This thing is, again, Jane Betts, the gal who built the apartment. This is hers. It looks very interesting, but it's one of the things that you learn when you play with, play with uh, pieces like this is that the individual pieces in this thing are not in and of themselves all that good, but the overall impact of the entire thing is mm. entirely different. It looks much better than it actually is. <laughs> if you look at a single furniture piece, mm -hmm. you're likely to say, that's eh, not so great. But when you look at it overall, it's, it's an entirely different oh, thing. Yeah. It keeps your eyes busy, for sure. Yeah. And we'll take a look at the cathedral. Oh, yeah. Now, the lights you'd have to see over here. You can see inside. Oh, yeah. When we got it, it was in the old cathedral basement. And because of the way it was displayed, people had picked at it. Hmm. 
you can't put stuff out on the floor where people can get to it because if you do, they will pick it. They pick all of the hands off the clocks. Yeah. and um, why, why would they do that? Souvenir. Souvenir? Who knows? <laughs> Yes. Why did they take why did they take stone from the inside of the Washington Monument? Yeah. My name is Meg Dietrich. I am a board member, but I am also a treasurer by default almost because nobody wants to do that. Well, Meg, what's your connection with the miniature museum? Well, even when I lived in Ohio, which is 10 years ago, um, I would visit my daughter, and I would come to the museum as a volunteer. Um, give a day here, you know, maybe every three or four months. But still, um, I started a collection in t- 2000, when 2001 actually, when this place became a um, a viable entity. So, what was your interest in miniatures? Dates back to my mother, who had six children and also a love of small things. She had a treasure box. And when her six children were all good at the same time, she would allow us to look at her treasure box. And there were just, you know, gumball items and um, not, not great miniatures, but small things. She liked small things. And so from that, I grew to like small things. Well, what is it about small things? that you like? Well, for me, obviously, it it relates back to my childhood. So it's a way of renewing childhood interests. It's also a way of um, seeing some of the history of of what what we we did as a growing culture. Uh, You know, dolls have been around since early, early, early. Egyptian tombs have what we would consider miniatures, mm-hmm. play things for the kids, a way to for the kids to learn things. So uh, that's that's part of the, the reason I like it. Reliving childhood a little bit, something like that. There's a little bit of child in all of us. <laughs> and, you know, when you, you spark that interest and you find out that it's okay, nobody's going to be making fun of you, it's like, okay, then I can you know, enjoy these small things and, and not be, you know, put down for it. What, what kind of people come in here? It's a, it's a wide variety. Um, miniatures appeal to all genders, all ages. So we'll get a family that comes in and the, the husband or the, the grandpa or whoever, you know, whatever relationship he is, he'll say, well, I just brought her because she's been wanting to do this, and he'll think he's going to sit down, and then he gets sucked in, and he says, oh, my gosh, you've got a barn, you've got soldiers, you've got, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, it appeals to everybody. What's your favorite piece in here? I used to have a favorite piece, and then something else comes in, and then it becomes my favorite piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have several, but um, because... Um, Phaser Bolio and Joser Bolio are continuing to work behind the scenes and also bringing in some of their wonderful creations. Um, I think Faye's house, Faye and Joe's house, because he was had a big, big concept in, in completing it too. That makes I think sense. That's my my one of my current favorites. Uh, and what is the 
what is the understanding in the community about this place? I mean, is it kind of a hidden gem? Do people know about it? You're trying to get the word out. We are trying to get the word out because even though we've been located here for 21 years, it does seem to be not very well known. So um, the fact that um, face, um, social media is a, a good option now, I think it's it's better known, but still not as well known as we'd like because people come in and they say, oh, I got to tell all my friends about this because it's just so great. Yeah, no, I can see that. Uh, and it happens to be right across the street from something that is definitely not miniature. Right, <laughs> but a St. Louis icon for exactly, all of that. Yeah. the Devo Mill. Yeah. So you can't miss the miniature museum because it's right across the street from the Bevo Mill. Absolutely. The easy windmill, to find and windmill. easy to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you have any future plans just continue to grow just continue to do what you're doing now or you have you know do you do any of do you have any future plans um we kind of are working on a concept that involves interaction with some of the exhibits there's a company that has offered us a free utensil to utilize um, because they want to promote museums and I think it's called 42 Kites. But anyway, um, and so we're exploring that option because modern technology is making things um, easier to to check out and, and um, a little more accessible. So we want to utilize whatever modern technology there is. So this, as far as I'm a, I'm I'm probably not describing it correctly, but it's a, a technology that has um, a way for people to tap on their phones and then get information that they can take home with them, maybe about a class or about a an event that's coming up. And so it'll, it'll um, enlarge our scope quite so a bit. Do you have classes here? We do have classes here. Um, we're trying to offer them a little more frequently. We've had two classes a year for the since COVID, um, you know, kind of changed our, our concept a little bit, but we've offered two classes, and this year we've had um, three and the opportunity to take more, so we're, we're increasing our classes. Um, we have a classroom specifically so that we can offer classes. Uh, what are the classes about? Miniatures, of course. <laughs> um, we have an kind of an ongoing theme that is tablescapes, so we have one that offers um, patriotic table uh, picnic. Um, we have one that offered a um, strawberry um, canning tablescape so that in mm. the spring we could make strawberry jam. Um, and we've got a Christmas one coming up in September that is about um, a Christmas cookie exchange um, and shows all different kinds of Christmas cookies. So you make miniatures of the christmas cookies we do okay. <laughs> we use whatever you know whatever we can but polymer clay is a really good option it's um adjustable and flexible and colorful and permanent when you bake yeah. it so yeah we have um uh and and there are all different um I don't, want to, I don't even want to say degrees of miniatures, but, you know, there are beginning miniatures just starting out. And so they want to do everything. 
Mm-hmm. They don't have any experience, and so everything is new to them, and there's a lot of excitement. We have intermediate kinds of collectors who want to do, you know, push their limits and, and learn a little bit more uh, what's involved in a particular craft in miniatures. Mm. And then we have the ones that just like to teach. I'm a teacher by nature, so I like to teach. Great. Well, Meg, I appreciate your time so much. Thank you sure. for sharing your knowledge about this place. It's great. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.